friend. Yes. Are you all set? I'm set. It really does feel like it's been uh, six months since it we've really recorded. It really does. And we haven't seen each other much, so that may be why. And you know what? I've really, I've, and this, this is my fault. I don't blame anyone. I've felt very disconnected yeah. because I haven't been, you know, reading every day, every other day. You've been tired. That's still no excuse, though. I know. Because I put other, I put, I made other things prioritize it over, over the Bible, so. Yes. I have, too, as well. It's just that, you know, we got, got side-winded. And we did. Yeah. It happens. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Uh, but how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's nice to get back to this. Yes, it is. It's been hot here. Oh, well, yeah. You know where and, we live. And water's wet. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing nothing changes as far as that is concerned. That's true. Um, so one thing, uh, I am working on uploading full episodes. Oh! So anyone who wants to listen, so for example, I think we did Genesis chapters 1 through 5. So instead of listening to the broken up episodes like we normally do, I'll put it as one whole episode. Nice. So I'll be working on that the next few weeks. Oh, okay. And then this, last night I was, I was doing some stuff and First uh, John 4 really stuck, stuck, stuck out for me. And so I wanted to read a few things from that. Okay. A few verses, because I don't know, maybe someone needs to hear it. All right. So first, John, now for anyone who doesn't know, and I'm not, I'm not making fun or anything because like, I didn't know this at first either. In the Bible, especially in the New Testament, Mm -hmm. you'll see like the number one or the number two in front of the chapter or the book name. So this one is first John. Okay. So just so people know, so they understand, oh, that's how you read it. Okay. So this is 1 John in the New Testament, and it is chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. And those just, I don't know, they really stuck out to me. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. That's beautiful. I don't know. It just, it really struck me. That's just beautiful. And I think this is, it's, well, it's timeless. Yeah. But I think especially in, in these times right now, everyone needs to hear that. Yeah. Show love. Yeah. Even if you have differences, different opinions, dif- different whatever. Yeah. You show love. Exactly. You know, there's a pastor that I forget his last name. I think his first name's Bodie. But you know, there we are only one race. Mm-hmm. There's different ethnicities, so we're only one race. So we need to love each other. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I was know. I was gonna bring this up later on, um, because it just kind of fit in. But it, I was doing stuff for for putting the the podcast together as one chunk, and I was going through some notes from Genesis, and one of them was from uh, Satan's plan against us, and it gave five, um, you know, five describers, and he he puts in doubt discouragement, diversion, defeat, and delay. Wow. So 
just we all need to be aware of that yeah and they're all d's well that's true i mean you could it would be easy to um memorize that Mm -hmm. you know yeah and it it is well it is easy to focus on the negatives but that's it's that's exactly what satan wants us to do Mm -hmm. focus on god focus on the love focus on his word yeah for sure thank you for that that's wonderful i don't know maybe so i think we all need to hear that yes we did thank you so much yes so is there anything you wanted to talk about before we get started no nothing i i appreciate all the hard work you do and the time you put into this i appreciate that oh goodness thank you well all right would you like to start us in prayer sure all right dear lord i thank you for your word today i ask that you would increase my wisdom and understanding as i read Speak to me through your word, Lord. I pray that your word would create in me a clean mind and a renewed heart. Hide your words in the folds of my heart for times of need by myself or others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Very nice. Amy, I really thought this was going to be a very quick discussion. Yeah. Why is it those are always the ones where it has the most notes? I know. My goodness. I know. All right. Let's recap Joshua chapters 6 through 12. The city of Jericho fell to the Israelites. Yeah. Uh, Achan and his family were punished because, you know, they didn't follow God's instructions. He stole that stuff. Yes. The Gibeonites lied to the Israelites. And five neighboring kings banded their men together to try and take down the Israelites. And then they were defeated and thrown in that cave. Yes. Okay, so starting in chapter 13. Uh, I'm gonna, this was the introduction to this new section of, of uh, Joshua. So I'm just going to read this. After seven years of battle, Israel gained control of the land which was then divided and allotted to the tribes. Joshua dismissed the army, for it was now each tribe's responsibility to clear out the remaining enemies from their own areas. Joshua continued to encourage the people to remain faithful to God so they could remain in the land. The promised land was Israel's earthly inheritance, but Israel also had a spiritual inheritance in which we can share when we live a life of faithfulness to God. Now, I think we we learned last time that it was seven years. Yeah. Because it seemed really quick reading it. Okay, so that was last time. Yes. So now all the troops, the troops are going home. So now each tribe has to be responsible for clearing out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so chapter 13 breaks down the land divided east of the Jordan, the allotment for the tribe of Levi, and the land given to the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and then the half tribe of Manasseh? I think so. Manasseh. So those are the ones, those are the tribes that lived outside of the promised land. Yes. Um, Did you have any notes for this area? For the first part? I have, um, Joshua was getting old. He was between 85 and 100 years of age at this time. God, however, still had work for him to do. Our culture often glorifies the young and strong and sets aside those who are older. Yet older people are filled with the wisdom that comes with experience. They are very capable of serving if given the chance and should be encouraged to do so. Believers are never allowed to retire from God's service. Those past retirement age should not assume that age disqualifies or excuses them from serving God. Hmm. So he was not a young chap. No, he wasn't. Hmm. Not at all. Um, Did you have anything else for that first part? Um, Much of the land was unconquered at this point, but God's plan was to go ahead and include it in the divisions among the tribes. God's desire was that it would eventually be be conquered by the Israelites. God knows the future and... As he leads you, he already knows about the victories that lie ahead. But just as the Israelites still had to go to battle and fight, 
we must still face the trials and fight the battles of our unconquered land. What are your unconquered lands? They may be overseas missionary territories, new languages in which to translate the Bible, new missionary areas in our neighborhoods, interest groups or institutions that need redemptive work, unchallenged public problems or ethical issues, unconfessed sin in our lives, or underdeveloped talents and resources. What territory has God given you to conquer? Hmm. Our inheritance will be a new heaven and a new earth if we fulfill the mission God has given us to do. Um, the, now, for the rest of chapter 13, there's not much to expand on, but um, Joshua chapter 13, verse 13. But the Israelites failed to drive out the people of Geshur and Makkah, so they continue to live among the Israelites to this day. Now, there are several several chapters coming up where we hear the same thing. Yeah. They they didn't take they didn't take out the the people there. Yeah, they didn't do take it all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any other notes for chapter thirteen? Um, I have on thirteen thirty three. The tribe of Levi was dedicated to serving God. The Levites needed more time and mobility than a landowner could possibly have. Giving them land would mean saddling them with responsibilities and loyalties that would hinder their service to God. Instead, God arranged for the other tribes to meet the Levites' needs through donations. Okay. Which we already heard about. That's right. Yeah. Okay, anything else for chapter 13? That's it. Okay. So chapter 14, is it's just a continuation of how the land was divided among the tribes. Did you have any notes for, for that? Did you want me to read 14.9? Almost. Did you have oh, any? Oh, I did. Okay, um, yeah. Um, the land was divided exactly as God instructed Moses years before. Joshua did not change a word. He followed God's commands precisely. Often we believe that almost is close enough, and this idea can carry over into our spiritual lives. For example, we may follow God's word as long as we agree with it, but we ignore it when the demands seem harsh. But God is looking for people who follow his instructions thoroughly. Mm. Now, Caleb returns in the second half of chapter 14. And I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, Caleb, Caleb, okay. And he was the other scout. Well, there were a few scouts, but he was the other scout who was truthful with Joshua. Yeah. And so uh, he's now requesting the land he was promised 45 years ago. Yeah. And then if you could uh, read Joshua chapter 14, verses 9 and 12, please. It says, So that day Moses solemnly promised me the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that your descendants forever, and that of your descendants forever, because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. You will remember that as scouts we found the descendants of Anak living there in great walled towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land, just as the Lord said. So he's mm. he's still faithful. Yeah. And you know what? He wasn't, I don't know why this hit me, but he... Um, he wasn't rude or demanding. No, he was like, "Okay, this is this is what I was promised, and now, uh, you know, I'm going to ask for it." Yeah, oh. I just want what was given to me. Right. Yeah. And Joshua complied yeah, with all of his requests. Yeah. Um, did he you did. have anything else for chapter fourteen? Any notes or um, anything? I just have when Joshua gave Caleb his portion, it fulfilled a promise God had made to Caleb forty-five years earlier. We expect such integrity and reliability from God, but do we expect the same from his followers? How about you? Is your word this reliable? Would you honor a 45-year-old promise? God would and does. Even today, he is honoring promises he made thousands of years ago. In fact, some of his greatest promises are yet to be fulfilled. This gives us much to look forward to. Let your faith grow as you realize that God keeps his word. Okay, anything else for 14? No. Okay. 
So chapter 15, and there's not much to expand on here, but we're given information regarding the land given to several tribes. And did you have anything for chapter 15? I just had the regarding the 1519. Okay. Where it had said, um, Aksha, or Aksha asked Caleb for springs of water because her land was in the south and was very arid. Caleb probably granted her request as a wedding present. Hmm. So he gave her a wedding present of the springs. Okay. Okay, so moving to chapter 16, we got more details regarding the land dispersion. And, uh, and and even in chapter 15 we got in we had another verse regarding the the tribes didn't yeah kick out all the people no. they didn't take care of them now I saw that the for the one of the notes in chapter 16 it said occasionally this short phrase appears they did not drive out the people of the land this was contrary to God's explicit desire and command. The, fa- the failure to completely remove the pagan people and their gods from the land would cause many problems for the nation. The book of Judges, which is our next book, records many of these struggles. Okay, so is do you have anything else? No. All right, chapter 17. So the issue of females inheriting land is brought up again. And mm. we dealt with, we talked about this yeah. books yeah. ago. Uh, yeah. When the father died and he had the three daughters. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Did you have uh, any notes for chapter 17? Although on seventeen three four, although women did not traditionally inherit property in Israelite society, Moses put justice ahead of tradition and gave these five women the land they deserved. In fact, God told Moses to add a law that would help other women in similar circumstances inherit property as well. Joshua was now carrying out this law. It is easy to refuse to honor a reasonable request because we have never done it that way before. But like Moses and Joshua, we should look carefully at the purpose of the law and the merits of each case before deciding. Hmm. So it's nice to see that even the decisions made years back were were still carried out and they followed through with it yeah for sure okay anything else that's all i have okay so chapter 18 uh now chapter 18 verses 1 and 2 now that the land was under israelite control the entire community of israel gathered at shiloh and set up the tabernacle but there remained seven tribes who had not yet been allotted their grants of land um, did you have anything for chapter 18? Um, I will read a note about that. Okay. So seven of the tribes had not yet been assigned their land. They gathered at Shiloh where Joshua cast lots to determine which areas would be given to them. Using the sacred lottery, God would make the choice, not Joshua or any other human leader. By this time, the Canaanites were in most places. So so weakened that they were no longer a threat. Instead of fulfilling God's command to destroy the remaining Canaanites, however, these seven tribes would often take the path of least resistance. A nomadic people, they may have been reluctant to settle down, preferring to depend economically on the people they were supposed to eliminate. Mm. Others may have feared the high cost of continued warfare. Trading for goods was easier and more profitable than destroying the suppliers and having to provide for themselves. So that's why. Okay. Okay. Laziness. Yeah. They just didn't want to commit and and take care of business. Terrible. Um, Anything else for chapter 18? Joshua asked why some of the tribes were putting off the job of possessing the land. Often we delay doing jobs that seem large, difficult, boring, or disagreeable. Jobs we don't enjoy require concentration, teamwork, twice as much time, lots of encouragement, and accountability. But to continue putting off them shows lack of discipline, poor stewardship of time, and in some cases, disobedience to God. 
Remember this when you are tempted to procrastinate. Mm. And I like how they, they talked about how they cast lots. Yeah. I mean, it said that they didn't know a lot about it, but remember the um, the the dice? Yeah, and it was a sacred, um, sacred lottery. Mm-hmm. And God made the choice. Anything else for 18? No, that's it. Okay, so chapter 19. Uh, if you would please read verses 49 and 51, please. After all the land was divided among the tribes, the Israelites gave a piece of land to Joshua as his allocation, for the Lord had said he could have any town he wanted. He chose Timnath Sarah in the hill country of Ephraim. He rebuilt the town and lived there. These are the territories that Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the tribal leaders allocated as grants of land to the tribes of Israel by casting sacred lots in the presence of the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle at Shiloh. So the division of the land was completed. Okay, so all that is now now done. Yes. And he didn't. Joshua wasn't demanding like no. I'm getting first dibs. No. You all can wait. He went last. Absolutely. Did you have uh, any notes or anything for chapter 19? Anyone can trust God when the going is easy. It is when everything looks impossible that our faith and courage are put to the test. Have faith that God is great enough to tackle your most difficult situations. Amen. Amen. Did you have anything else? No. Okay. If you don't mind, I'm going to read the one note here, which I thought was kind of interesting. There were several good reasons for establishing these well-set boundaries instead of turning the promised land into a single undivided nation. Because I never even thought about that. Yes. So the four reasons, the boundaries gave each tribe ownership of an area, promoting loyalty and unity that would be strength, that would strengthen each tribe. Two, the boundaries delineated areas of responsibility and privilege, which would help each tribe develop and mature. Three, the boundaries reduced conflicts that might have broken out if everyone had wanted to live in the choicest areas. And four, the boundaries fulfilled the promised inheritances of each tribe, some of which were promised as early as the days of Jacob. Okay, so uh, anything else? I'm no. sorry. All right, so chapter 20. The Lord explained to Joshua what cities of refuge were, how they were to operate, and which specific ones uh, were to be designated. Chapter 20, I do. Mm-hmm. A new nation in a new land needed a new government. Many years earlier, God had told Moses how this government should function. One of the tasks God wanted the Israelites to do when they entered the promised land was to designate certain cities as cities of refuge. These were to be scattered throughout the land. Their purpose was to prevent injustice, especially in cases of revenge. For example, if some one accidentally killed another person he could flee to a city of refuge where he was safe until he could have a fair trial the levites were in charge of these cities they were to ensure that god's principles of justice and fairness were kept i don't know that's something for for to have something like that like they knew it must have been a problem where people just wanted revenge and they're like no hold on yeah let's hear it out and find out what happened yeah and the Levites were in charge of it, which who are the pastor, the ministers. That's right. I mean, who else could be in charge of it? Honestly, except them. It would have to have been them. Yeah. Okay, anything else for chapter 20? That's it. That's all I have. Okay, chapter 21. It breaks down the land and the towns each tribe gave to the Levites. Because, remember, they didn't get their own division of land. Right. Um, anything for... Chapter 21, as far as notes or anything? Um, The Levites were to minister on behalf of all the people, so they were given cities scattered throughout the land. Although Jerusalem was far away from the homes of many Israelites, 
Almost no one lived more than a day's journey from a Levitical city. And how amazing is that, that God thought all that out, too? I know. Like, in, you're in such despair, maybe something happened. You can think, okay, I only I only have to travel for one day. Yeah. You Instead know. of who knows how long. It was made convenient for everybody in the area that it would be a fairly short trip, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. Okay, and so Joshua chapter 21, verses... 43 through 45. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Amen. Mm. Um, I have a note. God mm-hmm. proved faithful in fulfilling every promise he had given to Israel. Fulfillment of some promises took years, but not a single one of all of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. God's promises will be fulfilled according to his timetable, not ours. But we know that his word is sure. The more we learn of those promises God has fulfilled and continues to fulfill, the easier it is to hope for those yet to come. Sometimes we become impatient wanting God to act in a certain way now. Instead, we should faithfully do what we know he wants us to do and trust him for the future. You know what? I was looking back on our notes from the last session from Joshua chapter 11 verse 15 and it said this theme of obedience is repeated frequently in the book of joshua partly because obedience is one aspect of life that each individual can control remember we read about that and so here it comes through again the the notion of obedience yeah you know and if we if we were in a card game and and the way this is written and we stop the book right here. That means ninety nine percent out of a hundred is his is his track record, uh-huh. right? Yeah, because every everything he has done, he has fulfilled. Well, if we were looking at this right now, and the, really, in my eyes, he he hasn't came yet mm-hmm. for the second time. So in my eyes, that's the only thing we're waiting for. So he's done 99% of 100. I would bet on him over uh, anything. Yeah. So whenever it says we should faithfully do what we know he wants us to do, when I read that, to me, that is to be his, be as much as I can be like Christ on earth. I don't know how other people take that, but, you know, that's that's what I see. And when I was young and I would read that, I'd say, I want somebody just to tell me. Mm-hmm. I have to have somebody tell me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I'm not saying that I'm telling somebody what to do. I'm just saying, I'm glad I, I think I know what to do now. That's a wonderful point. That really is. You know, some people, I don't know, but I would rather be betting on somebody that has a 99.99% track record than somebody that... We're just having a guessing game or you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So maybe some maybe someone can think of it that way. You mean as far as like other religions? Other religions that are like, you know, have some scatty wampus <laughs> or you know, I I don't want to put anybody down or no, anything, no, but no. I'm just saying I would bet my life on Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I I just saying I'm just saying this that that to me right there that says it all. I could stop right there. Mhm. So, I don't know. I think that's just an important part of the Bible right there. It is. And and how faithful? Oh, I mean everything is followed through so far. And they were whiny. Yeah. Yeah. As you and I know. Yeah. Like, oh my God, just send me back. Take me back. Like, 
I don't. I he had patience. Has patience because anyway. And but he could see every. You know he Why? he he. He saw the the end game for everything. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, they're going to be the way they are, but just hold on. Yeah. Praise God. And, and the new heaven and the new earth. I mean, if you just focus on what the glory we're going to be in. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Like, who wants to miss that and be in a fiery pit of hell? Not me. Not me. I don't do good in heat. <laughs> do you? No, I'm done with heat. I've I've told we've, Chris year after year I'm so done with this heat. Yeah, we've lived it, and it's not. It's even worse than this. So we 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 anyway. Yeah, we're sassy today. Yeah. I just thought I would share that. Like, you know, if my dad was here and I was young and he read that, I'd say, "Wait, Dad." When it says we should faithfully do what we know he wants, what, do we, what does he want me to do, Dad? Can't you see it? But isn't that, that's the question I think everyone asks. That's yeah. like the question of life. What, yeah. what, is, what does he want me to do? Like, why am I here? Right. And just read. Yeah. Read and pray. Heavenly God, what do you want me to do? What is it, Lord? And, and he's going to tell you. And I think if you're receptive to it and you're ready for it not even no you know what i take that back because i think god puts you into it even if you're not ready for it i really do but i think if you're receptive to it he will open your eyes to what you need to do and why you're here yeah just like this podcast for you roman well yeah yeah you felt this is what he wanted you to do yeah i mean it yeah and here you go girl (laughs) So praise our Lord. But I just, I had to say that. Like, he's, look at his track record. Yeah. Yeah. Pray. It gives me chills. Every promise. And he thinks of every detail. Mm -hmm. Just like when he knitted you in the womb. He thought of every detail. Like, the lines on your hands. Mm. Your ear. Like, my son has a cochlear implant. And he thought of, like... For a cochlear implant, it goes in the the little snail thing. Yet, to put it in there, he thought to make this little bridge bone that it can go through the little wire. Like, if that little bridge bone wasn't there, they couldn't... I mean, just that. It's it's amazing. And like you were saying, with, with the fetus, right? With babies. How it all works. How it all comes together. I mean, and I don't care who's listening to this, man, woman, young, old, it doesn't matter. Just think about it. Like, it's amazing how everything comes together. I know. You know, like, especially seeing it, you know, because my my younger boy was born at 28 weeks. That kid looked, I mean... I not was laughing. I mean, like, no, no, it no. was amazing. Oh, no, no. I know you weren't, like, laughing like that. I chuckled, too, now. But it's like, wow, he does not, he's not ready to be, he's not baked. He's, yeah. He needs to go back in. But that's just the way God set it up. And it's like, wow, because you could see his nipples weren't formed, and you could, like, see through his chest. He looked like a jellyfish. Yeah. And you look, and it's like, oh, my goodness, what? And then, you know, there there was one child, I'll never forget, like, that was in the, the NICU. Uh, and he, one of his organs was like, it, when he was born, it was on the outside. But he was, I, you know, I think he, he was, was okay. He was yeah. okay, but it's just, uh, Amy, all the things that could go wrong. Oh, yes. All, the, all of the little intricate things. You're telling me, I'm just saying, you're. For people that you tell me there isn't a God that put all that together, come on. And how many times a day children are born perfectly? Yeah. And that's just some scientific kuhaha. Mm-hmm. No way. And the way the baby's fed and how everything <sighs> just works out. Praise our God. Praise God. 
in all his glory for this. You know? I mean, it's our it's an honor to be able to read about him. Mm. It really is. It it just is I could cry. Like what a gift. And like remember you would say you just felt somebody saying he's going to be okay. He just needs to he just needs to grow. He needs to grow. Yeah. That was what I felt the the entire time that he was in the NICU. The entire time, and I didn't see it until later, you know, but the entire time it was just always this voice saying, he's going to be okay. He just needs to grow. Yeah. He just needs to finish growing. And he did. Yeah. He was in there a couple months. And there he goes. And And he's the kindest angel. Oh, he's a goober. But, you know, I, I, I kept one of his little... Uh, preemie diapers. Oh my goodness. And you know, I was like, what? Because even doll clothes were like big on him. Oh It was so, at the time, it was hard to find preemie clothes. Only Walmart had preemie clothes. How old is he? He'll be 16. Just so they know. Yeah. 16 years ago, born at that age, that was, that was not even a reality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that wasn't really... I can't even go through it. There are a million things that could go, go wrong. Yeah. They're really good. But he's he's just perfect. Little dove. Yeah, he'll be 16. And I can't imagine all the things that the nurses and the doctors see in the NICU. Yeah. That takes a special type of person to be able to do that. Because, sure, they see miracles and amazing things, but they also must see a lot of sadness. Yeah. And I think it's the miracles that get them through. Mm. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I really do. I. That's probably what carries them through. And they always, no matter when I went, whatever shift was on, because we would go at all different hours of the day and night, because yeah. I had to um, pump breast milk. The, the attitude was always the same. All right. Yeah. Should we get back to it? Yeah. All right. Then. Okay. I don't. Oh, we were talking about the miracle of birth. Yeah. It is a miracle. It really is. It is. God bless. And for for the people who just can plop out a baby, no no problems, boy. You're lucky. Yeah. You better know you are. Oh, my goodness. People. Yeah. You better know you are. I don't see it, so I don't know. Anyway. We probably would have had a third. Yeah. Yeah. If it wouldn't have killed me. Right. But it might have. It probably would have. I would have been dead. Yeah, you would have been dead. I barely had two. Barely. The first one went fine. Pretty much. I had uh, I had the, whatchamacallit. Preeclampsia? Yeah, I had the preeclampsia with the, with the first one. And eclampsia with that second one. Pre-e. Then <laughs> <and> death. <laughs> My body was just like, honey... Listen, we'll give you two, barely. Yeah. And then you're done. And then that's it. Yeah. There you go. Well, God bless. <laughs> Honey. Anything else for chapter 21? No, that's it. Okay, so chapter 22. Mm-hmm. The tribes that lived outside of the promised land, uh, which were Reuben, Gad, Gad, and then the half-tribe of Manasseh, fulfilled all their promises. So Joshua blessed them and told them they could go home. And... Would you please read uh, chapter 22, verse 5? But be very careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave to you. Love the Lord your God. Walk in all his ways. Obey his commands. Hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart and your soul. Now, did you have uh, any notes for that first part? Here, Joshua briefly restated the central message Moses gave to the people in Deuteronomy. Obedience should be based on the love for God. Although the Israelites had completed their military responsibility, Joshua reminded them of their spiritual responsibility. Sometimes we think so much about what we are to do that we neglect thinking about who we are to be. If we know we are God's children, we will love him and joyfully serve him. We must not let daily service take away from our love of, for our love for God. 
that's very important yes to not get lost and i do this i get lost in the tedious yeah it's hard instead of the big picture yeah it's hard i know i think we all do it's something that i absolutely have to work on and probably a lot of us have to work i on. think it's a, a challenge life yeah. life challenge you know just how it is. Yeah. yeah. Just getting so hyper-focused on something. Yes. It's like, okay, calm down. Look yeah. at the big picture. That's right. Yeah. Um, the Israelites, they were upset because the, the two and a half tribes, they built an altar outside of the Jordan, on the outskirts of the Jordan River. And they thought, the Israelites thought it was to honor themselves and not the Lord. Yeah. And the, they were just coming off the whole ordeal with Achan. So they they were they were mad, freaking out. Yeah. Yes, they didn't want any more disobedience. Um, but that wasn't their intention. No. So, chapter twenty two, verses twenty four and twenty five. The truth is, we have built this altar because we fear that in the future, your descendants will say to ours, "What right do you have to worship the Lord, the God of Israel? The Lord has placed the Jordan River as a barrier between our people and you people of Reuben and Gad." You have no claim to the Lord, so your descendants may prevent our descendants from worshiping the Lord. And it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that, that's actually, like, good forethought. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have notes for, for any of that? The altar patterned after the altar of the Lord was to remind these people that they all worship the same God. Often we need to be reminded of the faith of our fathers. What action demonstrated to your children your reliance on God? Wait. What actions demonstrated to your children your reliance on God and reminded them of what he has done? Take time to establish family traditions that will help your children remember. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else for chapter 22? I don't. Okay, so we are moving on to chapter 23. Okay, so years had passed, and Joshua is now an old man. All the Israelites were allotted their land, and they had lived in peace for some time, and he was now uh, talking to the elders. And if you could please read verses 6 through 8. So be very careful to follow everything Moses wrote in the book of instruction. Do not deviate from it turning either to the right or to the left. Make sure you do not associate with the other people still remaining in the land. Do not even mention the name of their gods, much less swear by them or serve them or worship them. Rather, cling tightly to the Lord your God as you have done until now. Beautiful. It is. Yeah. He loves the Israelites. He loves his people. He, he loves the Lord. He loves them. Did you have any notes for that yes. section? Cling, Joshua was dying, and so he called all the leaders of the nation together to give them his final words of encouragement and instruction. His whole message can be summarized in this verse. Cling tightly to the Lord your God. Joshua has been living an example of those words, and he wanted that to be his legacy. For what do you want you what do you want to be remembered and what do you want to pass on to your children and associates you can leave them nothing better than that ad mont ad admonition ad admonition to hold on to god and to the memory of a person who did mm. he never faltered from the lord no never ever and god knew that Joshua would be perfect for for having the Israelites settle into the promised land. He was exactly who the Israelites needed. And you know, he never said, listen to what I, he always, what Moses, what Moses. Now we're going to do what Moses said. We're going to do, bah. like, he was a vessel. He was. As we're to be the vessel. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be a vessel for Christ. I mean, I, I, the most humble, and you know, I'm, I don't know, not embarrassed. I don't know. I think more of Moses's name than Joshua. 
Mm-hmm. Do Absol- you? Absolutely. I mean, if you had to, if someone said, okay, name me um, someone from the Old Testament, it would be Moses. Before Joshua in a second. Absolutely, yeah. But Joshua was just as important. Oh. I mean, Moses did a lot. I mean, don't yes, get me don't get me wrong, but Joshua plays such oh. a crucial role in getting the Israelites into the Promised Land and settling them in and just oh. getting them going. I mean, honestly, the foundation. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so on to chapter twenty-four. Uh, so Joshua had. Was relayed what God told him, how he led the Israelites many years ago from worshiping false gods into the promised land and, and everything in between. He just kind of broke it all down again. Yeah. And Joshua then asked the Israelites to choose either serve the Lord or serve the gods they once did back in the day. And the Israelites chose God. And verses 19 and 20, then Joshua warned the people, you are not able to serve the Lord for he is a holy and jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you abandon the Lord and serve other gods, he will turn against you and destroy you, even though he has been so good to you. He's, he's laying it out for him. Yeah, he is. He really is. Um, the Israel, they agreed. The Israelites agreed. And Joshua asked them to destroy all their idols and turn their hearts to the Lord. Yeah. Um, any notes for there? The people had to decide whether they would obey the Lord who had proven his trustworthiness or obey the local gods. It's easy to slip into a quiet rebellion, going about life in your own way. But the time comes when you have to choose who will control you. The choice is yours. Will it be God, your own limited personality, or another imperfect, imperfect substitute? Once you have chosen to be controlled by God's spirit, reaffirm your choice every day. What, I wonder what it was that the Israelites were so attracted to. Well, I bet just like today. Well, you know, that's a good point. You know, like, um, the world feeds us that, um, money, nice homes, nice cars, materialism, is so uh what it is yeah um nice things this stuff is nothing you're on point i wasn't even thinking that through well it's kind of hard because we don't think about that back then but think about like for the men the sexual stuff um drinking because it's okay to drink even now Mm -hmm. in the biblically but not to be out of your mind you know, it even says, but um, probably riches, all of that stuff. But it's it's none of this. Like, I really, we both discussed that. You know, you don't, who cares just to love each other? So, so back in the Old Testament times, these, the foreign gods, they probably offered, you know, chances of, riches and yeah whatever women or whatever yeah women riches probably power fertility yeah yeah fertility probably all that nonsense and and you're right nothing's really changed no what has changed the the whatever land its homes or Mm -hmm. you know nonsense i really and how scary is it? And I might cut this out. I don't know. But how scary is it how the media wants to divide us? Oh, definitely. It It isn't normal. It just isn't normal. And I don't care where any... Like, I always say this to you. I don't care where anyone falls on the political spectrum. Yeah. I truly don't. No. Because eyes are on God. Yeah. But why all? Why do they want such division among people? Because they're not. I'm not saying the people who work there aren't, because I don't know them. But media and things I don't think are of God. No, 
No, they're not. So why are they going to? Because then they would be, they would be boosting up him, and boosting up the Lord, and our president would mm -hmm. instead of trying to take him out of everything. Yeah. So they're therefore materialistic in the world, worldly things. Yeah. So that's why they want to divide us. It's, it's not and, right. No, the world is ran by evil. Mm -hmm. We know that. So, and we know that God allows certain things to be the devil to do so much for his name to, you know, in the good of his name. Mm -hmm. um, and it's in times like that, I would imagine, when when people want division among people and maybe people are stressed out or whatever, the devil works overtime. Yeah. Because people are scared or they're, if their eyes aren't on God, that's a perfect time for the devil to, to sneak in. Yeah. And the devil does not, cannot see the future, but he can predict it. So he can say, okay, Every day Amy gets up at 9 o'clock and she does this, that, and that. So tomorrow we know that she's going to do this, that, and that. So dark angels, she's going to do this, that, and that. So let's attack her here, here, and here. It's not stupidity. There mm -hmm. is an evil spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not stupid. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm not talking crazy or nothing, but... It is the truth. And they know tendencies. Right. Yeah. It is the truth. We, we have to live in reality. Yeah. So be ready. And then I think that that's why that's the people who are believers and are um, of God will say, oh, wait, this is evil. I'm going to, I need to find, you know, get, feel that calling. Yeah. Don't you? Yes. Yeah. In the world and say, oh, I got it. And and God opens your eyes. We kind of talked about it before, yeah. but he does open your eyes to things. Yeah. Like we get these sweet messages. You get those comments and stuff about people who found the Lord. And yeah. Their eyes have been opened. Yeah. It's, it's amazing and it's humbling and in so many ways you know that you know god's allowed us to do this yeah. and just planting little seeds hopefully yeah and it may change it'll change generations you know just praise god just mm -hmm. and you don't you don't have to stand on a street corner no if you want to god bless if that's your calling yeah. go for it but amen there are many ways to to spread the gospel and to reflect god oh yeah and it may be in in ten generations in your family that that may be that person's job mm -hmm. to stand on the corner or be a pastor. Yeah. But but the seed was planted in you to come to Christ and it's all a it's all a plant. Yeah. That's like I told you, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. Like a month ago, I went to Walmart. Shocking, I went to Walmart. <laughs> And it's our store. My goodness. Um, out front, there was a man who was just preaching. And I, I was like, that's amazing. Because in that moment, he yeah. wasn't, and he wasn't like harassing people. He was just like talking. He was yelling yeah. at people, you know, just whatever was, was the Lord want him to talk about. Yes. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of neat. Like, it like, is. That's what he needed to do at that moment. Yeah. He was called to do that. I don't know. I think that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know the guts that takes? It really does. I mean. There was someone that he was going to affect. Amen. Someone was going to be there at some point that needed to hear something. Yeah. This. Oh, also in that note you read. I loved what it said, but the time comes when you have to choose who or what will control you. That really is something that yes. everyone has to come to terms with. 
Yep. Who or what is controlling you? Yeah. No kidding. Hmm. Soon after, Joshua died at the age of 110, as well as Aaron's son, Eleazar. Okay. And then we have a parallel passage, and I apologize because I did not mention it last last time to okay. read this so we're going to go over it together sure. so as most of you know amy and i are working out of a chronological bible and in it there are parallel passages meaning the folks who worked on putting this bible together um, they plucked passages usually from other books in the bible and placed them where they felt it best fit chronologically i imagine that wasn't easy to do no. either um, for example so right here at after the end of Joshua is Judges chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, which essentially gives the same account of Joshua 24, 33. So we're going to read this together. Amy, if you don't mind, read uh, Judges chapter 2, verses 6 through 9. Okay. After Joshua sent the people away, each of the tribes left to take possession of the land allotted to them. And the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the leaders who outlived him, those who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. They buried him in the land he had been allocated at Timnath-Serah, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gaza. So essentially, we get the same information, yeah. but it's a little different. Um, sometimes you get a different aspect of the passage, but it also, it depends on who wrote the book. Yeah. That's why it might be a little bit different. We're going to have some parallel passages from here on out, but mm -hmm. we're going to go over them together. Okay. But I thought that was interesting how, yeah. how they basically said the same thing. Same thing. Um, anything else? Any other notes for chapter 24? Um, on 2433, Joshua and Eliezer died, but not before laying, laying before the people the fundamentals of what it means to have faith in God. We are to honor and serve the Lord alone. This is based on choice, to obey him instead of following other gods. We are incapable of properly worshiping him because of our rebellion and sins. By choosing God as a Lord, we enter into a covenant with him, whereby he promises not only forgiving, not only to forgive and love us, but also to enable us by his spirit to do his work here on earth. This covenant requires us to renounce the principles and practices of the culture around us that are hostile to God's plan. This is not to be done alone, but by binding ourselves together with others who have faith in God. That is just exactly what we're to do. Mm -hmm. Right there. Lovely. By, and I highlighted that one part. By choosing God as Lord... We enter into a covenant with him whereby he promises not only to forgive and love us, but also to enable us by his spirit to do his work here on earth. Yes. Lovely. Yeah. Amen. Anything else? That's it. That's all I have, friend. Yeah. Very good. Did you want to, you are up for a music recommendation. Oh. Chainbreaker. By the Zach Williams. Okay. All right. You're very good. I like his voice. Yeah, and he is uh, um, does a lot for the prisons. Like, he writes for them. Uh -huh. Like, it's kind of like, gives them hope. I saw he had a video where he was singing in the prison. Yeah, and I think it's Chainbreaker. Oh, it is? Okay. Chainbreaker's very good. Okay. He may do Fear is a Liar, too. Let me just check that out. You go ahead. Maybe we'll do two. I don't know. It's up to you. But let me just check that he does. Yeah, he does Fear is a Liar, too. So do you want to do both? It's up to you. Oh, friend. Okay. It's up to you. Well, how about we'll do both? Okay. Yeah. Very good. Anything else you want to talk about? Um... Anything else on your mind? No, I just hope everybody has a blessed, blessed day.
And remember, God has your back. He does. He really does. I have to give out some information before we leave. Wonderful. Okay, our email is basicbiblestudy19, the number 19 at gmail.com, facebook.com slash mybasicbiblestudy, and the website is mybasicbiblestudy.com. Next time, because we finished up, oh, we finished up Joshua. Joshua. So we're going to Judges. Oh. Judges, chapters 1 through 5. These heifers, <laughs> you talk about trouble. <laughs> we're going from Moses and Joshua, so faithful and obedient. Maybe not so much with judges. All right, everyone, take care. God bless.